Wayne Bertram Williams is an American convicted murderer and suspected serial killer who is serving life imprisonment for the 1981 killing of two men in Atlanta, Georgia. Although never tried, he is nonetheless believed to be responsible for at least 24 of the 30 Atlanta murders of 1979 to 1981, also known as the Atlanta Child Murders. Wayne Williams, son of Homer and Faye Williams, was born on May 27, 1958, and raised in the Dixie Hills neighborhood of southwest Atlanta, Georgia. Both of his parents were teachers. Williams graduated from Douglas High School and developed a keen interest in radio and journalism. He constructed his own carrier current radio station and began frequenting stations We Go and Walk where he befriended a number of the announcing crew and began dabbling, becoming a pop music producer and manager. Williams first became a suspect in the Atlanta murders on the morning of May 22, 1981, when a police surveillance team, watching the James Jackson Parkway bridge spanning the Chattahoochee River, a site where several victims' bodies had been discovered, heard a big loud splash suggesting that something had been thrown from the bridge into the river below. The first automobile to exit the bridge after the splash at roughly 2.50 a.m. belonged to Williams. When stopped and questioned, he told police that he was on his way to check on an address in a neighboring town ahead of an audition the following morning with a young singer named Cheryl Johnson. However, both the phone number he gave police and Cheryl Johnson turned out to be fictitious. Two days later, on May 24th, the nude body of 27-year-old Nathaniel Catert, who had been missing for, for days and was last seen with Williams, was discovered in the river. The medical examiner ruled he had died of probable asphyxia, but never specifically said he had been strangled. Police thought that Williams had killed Cater and that his body was the source of the sound they heard as his car crossed the bridge. Williams failed three polygraph tests. Hairs and fibers retrieved from the body of another victim, Jimmy Raypane, were found to be consistent with those from his home, car, and dog. Co-workers told police they had seen Williams with scratches on his face and arms round the time of the murders, which investigators surmised would have been inflicted by victims during struggles. Williams held a press conference outside his home, to proclaim his innocence, volunteering that he had failed the polygraph tests, which would have been inadmissible in court. Williams was questioned again by police for 12 hours on June 3rd and 4th at FBI headquarters and released without arrest or charge, but remained under surveillance. Williams was arrested on June 21st, 1981 for the murders of Cater and Payne. His trial began on January 6, 1982, in Fulton County. During the two, 
month trial, prosecutors matched to a number of victims 19 sources of fibers from Williams's home and car, his bedspread, bathroom, gloves, clothes, carpets, dog, and an unusual trillable carpet fiber. Other evidence included witness testimony that placed Williams with several victims while they were alive and inconsistencies in his accounts of his whereabouts. Williams took the stand in his own defense, but alienated the jury by becoming angry and combative. After 12 hours of deliberation, the jury found him guilty on February 27th of the murders of Cater and Payne. He was sentenced to life imprisonment. After Williams became a suspect, the killings stopped. In the late 1990s, Williams filed a habeas corpus petition and requested a retrial. Butts County Superior Court Judge Hal Craig denied his appeal. Georgia Attorney General Thurbert Baker said that although this does not end the appeal process, I am pleased with the results in the habeas case and that his office will continue to do everything possible to uphold the conviction. In early 2004, Williams sought a retrial again with his attorneys arguing that law enforcement officials covered up evidence of involvement by the Ku Klux Klan, and that carpet fibers purportedly linking him to the crimes would not stand up to scientific scrutiny. A federal judge rejected the request for retrial on October 17, 2006. Williams was never tried for any of the Atlanta child murders. However, Police attributed 22 other deaths, including those of 18 minors, to Williams. Williams is serving his sentence at Telfair State Prison. On November 20, 2019, Williams was again denied parole. He will next be eligible for parole in November 2027. Williams has maintained his innocence from the beginning and claimed that Atlanta officials covered up evidence of KKK involvement in the killings to avoid a race war in the city. His lawyers have said the conviction was a profound miscarriage of justice that has kept an innocent man incarcerated for the majority of his adult life and allowed the real killers to go free. In contrast, Joseph Drollett, who prosecuted Williams at trial, has stood by Williams's convictions. He has emphasized that, after Williams was arrested, the murders stopped and there has been nothing since. Other observers have criticized the thoroughness of the investigation and the validity of its conclusions. The author James Baldwin, in his essay The Evidence of Things Not Seen, 1985, raised questions about Williams's guilt. Members of his community and several of the victim's parents did not believe that Williams, the son of two professional teachers, could have killed so many. On May 6, 2005, DeKalb County Police Chief Lewis Graham ordered the reopening of the murder cases of Furboas killed in that county between February and May 1981, whose deaths had been attributed 
to Williams, the announcement was welcomed by relatives of some victims, who said they believed the wrong man was blamed for many of the murders. Graham, who was serving as an assistant police chief in neighboring Fulton County at the time of the murders, said his decision to reopen the cases was driven solely by his belief in Williams's innocence. Former DeKalb County Sheriff and convicted murderer Sidney Dorsey, who was an Atlanta homicide detective at the time, also said he believed Williams was wrongly blamed for the murders. If they arrested a white guy, he said, there would have been riots across the U.S. Dorsey, serving a life sentence after being convicted of ordering the murder of his election opponent, Derwin Brown. Fulton County authorities have not reopened any of the cases under their jurisdiction. According to an August 2005 report, Charles T. Sanders, a white supremacist affiliated with the KKK and an early suspect in the murders, once praised the crimes in secretly recorded conversations. Although Sanders did not publicly claim responsibility for any of the deaths, he told an informant for the Georgia Bureau of Investigation in a 1981 recording that the killer had wiped out a thousand future generations of niggers. An anonymous ledge, former friend of Sanders, told documentarian Payne Lindsay, Lata Monster, that Sanders had taken credit for the murders mentioned in a 1986 spin article, claiming that his brothers were also involved. Sanders did not directly implicate the KKK or lead his friend to believe that anyone else from the organization was involved. Sanders allegedly mused over how lucky it was that he and Williams had the same carpet and that they both owned a white German shepherd. The anonymous former friend went on to say that once it was penned on Wayne Williams, they were through. That was their way out. Police dropped the probe into possible clan involvement when Sanders and two of his brothers passed lie detector tests. The case was once again closed on July 21, 2006. Former FBI profiler Johnny Douglas wrote in his book Mindhunter that, in his opinion, forensic and behavioral evidence points conclusively to Wayne Williams as the killer of 11 young men in Atlanta. He added, however, that he believed there was no strong evidence linking him to all or even most of the deaths and disappearances of children in that city between 1979 and 1981. In 2007, the FBI performed DNA tests onto human hairs found on one of the victims. The mitochondrial DNA sequence in the hairs would eliminate 99.5% of persons and 98% of African-American persons by not matching their DNA. The sequence found match Williams's DNA. DNA testing was performed in 2010 on scalp hairs found on the body of 11 year-old victim Patrick Baltazar. While the results were not firmly conclusive, 
the DNA sequence found appears in only 29 of 1148 African-American hair samples in the FBI's database, including that of Williams. The Baltazar case was included among 10 additional victims presented to the jury at Williams' trial. Although he was never charged in any of those cases, dog hairs found on Baltazar's body were tested in 2007 by the Genetics Laboratory at the University of California Davis School of Veterinary Medicine, which found a DNA sequence also present in the Williams family's German Shepherd. However, the director of the laboratory, Elizabeth Wickham, said that, while the results were fairly significant, they were not conclusive. Only mitochondrial DNA was tested. Unlike nuclear DNA, mitochondrial DNA cannot be shown to be unique to an individual dog. The report said the hairs on the bodies contained the same DNA sequence as Williams's dog a DNA sequence that occurs in about 1 in 100 dogs. The FBI report stated that Wayne Williams cannot be excluded as a suspect in the case. A Department of Justice study, released in April 2015, concluded that numerous hair analyzes conducted by FBI examiners during the 1980s and 1990s may have failed to meet professional standards. Defense attorney Lynn Watley immediately announced that the report would form the basis for a new appeal, but prosecutors responded that hair evidence played only a minor role in Williams's conviction. On March 21, 2019, Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms and Atlanta Police Chief Erica Shields announced that officials would raid test evidence from the murders, which will be gathered by the Atlanta Police Department, Fulton County District Attorney's Office, and Georgia Bureau of Investigation. In a news conference, Mayor Bottoms said, it may be there is nothing left to be tested, but I do think history will judge us by our actions, and we will be able to say we tried. On August 19, 2019, an Atlanta man, Derwin Davis, came out claiming that Williams had attempted to abduct him in 1979. 